This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church Podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Tim Sieben. My dear Christian friends, the book of Colossians is basis for our sermon series, and we're talking about you are here. You are here with Christ. You are here with each other. Today, you are here at church. You are here in God's house, and we have a specific location. It's been here for over 150 years in this little section of Cedarburg. The gospel of Jesus has been going out from here. Right now, it's the corner of Evergreen in Cleveland. People in our community see us here. The question I ask you is, do they really see us? Or are we just a big, invisible blot in our area? Ah, instead I say, let's be visible here. For we are not only a spot on a map, we are here, the very body of Christ, here to grow in our faith, here to be built up, here to encourage one another. And some of you are here watching online. I know at least 22 of you are watching right now on Facebook. Hello. It is good to see you. Let us know where you are if you want to in the comment sections. I know one is in Mequon right now worshiping with us from from her home. Where are you? You're here. Here growing in the faith. Here hearing the good news of Jesus. And that church here We receive God's good gifts. The gifts of his word, which we'll get to in a moment. The gift of the sacrament of the altar we have the privilege of receiving later on today. God is actively giving us stuff as his word is proclaimed as we receive the sacrament of the altar. As we bring a child to the baptismal font. Maybe some of you are baptized right here in this space. I know I was baptized a long time ago in Peoria, at Trinity Peoria in Illinois. Here in God's house, he gives us his good gifts. In Colossians, Paul talks about those gifts coming to us in one of the sacraments, specifically baptism. Hear these words again from Colossians 2. Having been buried with him, in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Did you hear that law imagery? Did you hear the challenge? In baptism, we were buried with him in baptism, which means we were put to death with him in baptism. We and our sins were buried with Christ. For you and I, we were here. We were dead in our trespasses. We were without hope, without Jesus. Paul clearly points that out in Colossians chapter 2. We were dead. Ah, but through baptism we were made alive again through Christ. For you are now here, raised with him through faith. 
by the power of the Holy Spirit, through word and through the sacraments, you have faith. And you were dead in your sin. But with Jesus, you are brought back to life through faith. So now, through those means of grace, the Holy Spirit creates and sustains faith in you and in me. We get to grow in our faith mentally and spiritually as we are engaged with the Word of God and the way He gives His gifts. He teaches us and our faith matures and grows as we learn the fundamental truths of the Scriptures in catechism or confirmation or faith uh, formation class after this worship service this morning. We grow in our faith as we dig into the Word of God. We grow, we blossom, and we flourish when we constantly grow in our faith. Paul alludes to that and gives us another picture image in Colossians chapter 2. He says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith. Believers in Jesus walk in Him. Him. We are rooted. We are established. We are built into the body of Christ. And our faith grows personally as we engage in the word of the sacraments so the Holy Spirit can dig our deep, our roots deep into the ground so that our faith might blossom and flourish. And when the winds of challenge or change blow, we can stand rooted in God's truth. I kind of forgot how windy Wisconsin was until these last few years and being a homeowner on the top of a a hill. Those winds come whipping through at a very rapid pace. Uh, One lady, in fact, called uh, the other night, and I have yet to call her. Lois, if you're listening, I'm going to call you later today. Uh, Some shingles flew off the roof of her house. The cool thing is the body of Christ, they're actually going to be there for her and help cover uh, those places on a roof which she would not be able to get to on her own. But the wind is crazy. Next to our house, um, we have a neighbor who has a big old pine tree near the property line. His tree is here. Our property line is here. And we have a, a large maple tree here. And in the windstorms a few weeks ago, the ground was soggy, not yet frozen, but soggy. The winds came and the tree toppled. So it's still where it was in his yard, and now it's in our tree over here, and it's just sitting like this. (laughs) Eventually we'll have to do something about it, but right now neither of us know what to do about it. But what we have is is you can see the bottom root system of that tree. It's this massive root system, but it's only about this deep. It's getting its nutrients all from the surface. It's not rooted deeply, and when the strong winds came, that tree toppled over when the strong winds challenge your faith will you stand rooted firmly in the good news of jesus christ or will your faith be fleeting be where god's word is shared and the sacraments are given for here then those roots go deep and can withstand the challenges and storms 
Paul wrote it this way about how we need to stand firm and how the winds will come. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Even just a couple years after Jesus ascended into heaven, people were trying to lead Christians back to the wrong thing, to follow the Old Testament ways or to add things to the message of Christ. And Paul says, do not be led astray by human tradition. Do not be distracted by other philosophies. Instead, live according to the Spirit of Christ. Stay connected to His truth. And that's what happens here at church. We stay connected to God's truth, listening to His Word, growing in our understanding of the Christian faith so that we can walk with each other in faith. One of my favorite parts about uh, coming to worship is see the little groups that cluster and gather before and after church. I joke about the 730 group. Believe it or not, our 730ers, like 30 of them come 15 minutes before church just to hang out with one another and build each other up in love. I talked to a few of them after the last service. They're like, yeah, I was sick last week and I had two people calling me asking me how I was doing. That's the body of Christ walking together, building each other up. As the author of Hebrews puts it, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Here we encourage one another. Here we build each other up and we walk with each other through challenging times in life. Here we find a support group that points us to Jesus, not to the other philosophies of the world. Here we find people who are grounded in the truth of Scripture. In this Colossians 2 text, there's two law images. One is of that baptism where you were buried with Christ in baptism. That's a law image. We needed to be put to death because of our sin. Well, there's another law image that God brings into us through the Apostle Paul. He says, you were here. That's my words, but the (laughs) Colossians' words are below it. A record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. We carry a debt of sin that cannot be repaid. We carry a burden that we cannot unload through our works or through our actions, through the money we give. We cannot pay the debt that is owed. For we were dead, a debt that could not be paid. But that's why Jesus came Jesus came to shed his blood on the cross to pay your debt, to pay my debt in blood. Blood shed at Calvary to cover your sins and mine. Blood shed so that we might have life. A cross that should have been intended for us, Christ took upon himself so that we might be forgiven. God gives his good gifts 
to you and to me here at church and through the cross of Christ and his death and resurrection, that debt is paid in full. Paul writes it this way, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Jesus has canceled the record of your debts. You could picture it this way, that debt of sin is taken away. It's paid for with the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. That debt of sin that if we wrote down every one throughout our lifetime would be a list that would go on and on and on and on. That debt is paid. You are forgiven because of Jesus. For your sins were nailed to the cross with him. That's again Paul's imagery. It was nailed to the cross. Your sins and mine. And there you can see just a couple of them. Selfishness, hate. A few more people wrote more detailed sins but your sin, maybe you confessed one in that moment of silence just a little while ago, nailed to the cross. That baggage you've been carrying from something you've done just a few moments ago, that sin nailed to the cross. That baggage you've been carrying for 20 years because a sin that you can't forgive yourself for, that has been nailed to the cross. The burden is removed. You have been pardoned and you are forgiven through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Here is where you hear that good news what Christ has accomplished for you. And here at church, we're equipped then to go out and be the church. Right now, you should be fired up. I'm fired up. I get fired up rather easily, if you know me. I can get fired up and motivated. You are forgiven. That should motivate you. That should fire you up to go out into the world to live as a forgiven person. Not carrying a big baggage of, oh, woe is me, but no, I am forgiven. I am a child of God. My debt is paid. And here you come to be equipped with the wisdom and the knowledge to take that out into the world, to look different in your relationships, in your home, and at the workplace. You are equipped to live a life of faith. For you were here, dead in your trespasses. Our sins, they're here. They've been taken care of by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and you can know you are forgiven. So now, here, we are equipped to go out and share that good news, to live that good news. By the way, when, we, when Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, we all dream of missionary journeys to all around the globe. These are all people you can disciple right here in this space. You can disciple people right in your own home. You can disciple people wherever you are planted. Go and make disciples, and here is where you're equipped and rooted in the faith so that you can have the confidence then to share and live out that faith. For we are here so that others may end up in God's eternal kingdom. 
Over the last couple of weeks, I've had the opportunity to do chapel here at First Emmanuel and also at Living Word Lutheran High School, and it's February, and I was, uh, you hear that Martin Luther, I have a dream speech, beautiful speech where he even weaves in scripture, Isaiah, where he talks about the valleys will be made low and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. His key point there was all flesh, all people, all nations, all races will see Christ together. But the cadence that brought that speech together was that beautiful phrase, I have a dream. Well, I have a dream. I have a dream that one day I will see each and every one of you in God's eternal kingdom. I have a dream that we will see your children and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren in God's eternal kingdom. I have a dream that this place will be a place that doesn't keep Jesus to ourselves but takes it into our homes and classrooms and into our community sharing that good news of Jesus. I have a dream that someday I will see you there. So we come here to be rooted in the truth of God's word so that our faith might last a lifetime so that sometime we and all believers in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit might go there to be with jesus amen thanks for listening to this week's message if you want to learn more about first emmanuel lutheran church visit filministries.org we'll see you next week and god bless